0: when you know your role your role is just to be a vessel don't be anxious for how you should defend yourself or what you should say for the holy spirit will teach you in that very hour what you ought to say see what i try to convince people with is open your bible and pack it in and then just let jesus bring it out okay it takes the stress off You know, if if you don't know what you're going to say is in Romans chapter 10, verse 9, don't worry about it. Just say it. God knows it's in Romans chapter 10, verse 9. They don't know. Just say it. You know, but that's where the intimidation comes in. It's like, I don't know enough. I can't say enough. And, And how do I share what is inside of me? What is inside of you is exactly what you do share. You just share your testimony, your, your life, and, and those types of things, and you need to know your opportunities. God gives us specific spheres of influence that we are in, and when we walk in that sphere of influence, then we can move to the place where where opportunities will occur. I'm on page four now. If you keep your eyes open for the people you talk to and listen to ways you can connect to the conversation to Christ. Let me just say this to you, and I want you just to do a survey on your own. Do a little test of your own. How many times are you listening in a conversation for what the person is saying so that you can offer something back? How many times do you Listen to somebody in the conversation and you want them to hear something that you have to say You know, how many times do uh, I have a conversation with Todd and he said I had a rough day? And how many times do I say yeah me too man me too Todd or how many times do I say Todd? What's going on tell what's can I, how can I pray for you? You see the two different responses? And so often we're quick to want people to know where we're at without delving into the place that they are. And when people open a door, that's when you take the opportunity. I know I should be closer to God. Okay, well, let me help you. Man, I'm I'm a mess. My life is a mess. Well, let me pray for you. See, instead of saying, yeah, my wife and I is a mess too. And we got all this day going on today. And but, you know, take the conversation and bring it back to the opportunity that God has given you. Listen with ears to respond to what people are saying and dig into their lives. Catch up with a family member, it says here by phone or text. OK, now what I want you to do in this, in, in, on this paper is I want you to take a note here. Okay, the first thing they talk about is who is our audience? Well, your family is your first audience. Okay, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. The, the first people that you are assigned to bring Jesus to are your, is your family. Your, your kids and, and your wife and, you know, making sure you all's relationship is... And then your grandkids and then your aunts and uncles and your sisters and brothers. How many of you have an unsaved family member? You have an unsaved... No, keep your hands up. Everybody look around. We all do. Okay? Most all of us have an unsaved family member. What I want you to do right now is get a pin out... And I want you to write down the names of two family members that are not saved. Why am I doing this? Because if you don't create a focus, if you don't make a target, you you know, if if you are, you know, practicing shooting or bow and arrow, you can send the bow and arrow to the freeway, but that gets old. You want to send the bow and arrow to a target to see how you're doing. Okay, so evangelism is the same way. You've got to create a target. And you have to do it. You know, some people say, you know, well, I'm praying for Mike DeWine, governor of the state of Ohio. That's awesome. But you're probably not going to have an audience with Mike DeWine unless it's some major God appointment. But I guarantee you, if you go to enough family reunions, you're going to get a chance to talk to a family member. Okay, If you watch Facebook enough, you're going to see your your family, you're going to see Crazy Uncle Joe and all of these other people that are in your family. You're going to get the opportunity. Know your audience. So right now, write down, there's a couple people in that audience that I know are not saved. Okay, So we're going to create a target. The next thing it says here is use social media to encourage a friend. And I'm not going any farther than that. Okay. One of the things I like about social media is Kim McCoy. She puts I don't even I, don't even tell me where you get this stuff, but some of the stuff that she puts on her, it's just so stinking funny. It's like you know I'm screenshotting it and sending it to other people, nice and clean. You know, just silly stuff, but. You know, you really encourage me. So take an opportunity to share something with a friend. How many of you have friends here? Okay. Wow. The rest of you come forward. (laughs) Okay. Um, Write down friend. We said family first friend. How many of you have an unsaved friend? I hope you all have an unsaved friend somewhere. Really, I do. I mean, you're missing a, a lot of fun having unsaved friends, okay? They do some of the craziest things, amen? You know, some of our friends do stuff that you laugh about, but you'd never share with anybody at church, okay? It's just true. Write down the name of a friend right now that you know is not saved, okay? Go ahead, I'm not looking, all right? Go ahead, write. Write right? the name of an unsaved friend. Okay, how many of you work? You have a co-worker, okay? Listen, we need to be praying for our co-workers. We need to be listening for what they have to say and not letting them know what we know, but letting them know we're concerned. Yeah, y'all with me here? Say amen. Okay, write down co-worker, okay? And write down a co-worker that's not saved. Amen. Write that down. Whoever that that co-worker is, some of you are saying, Pastor, how about your co-workers at the church? (laughs) You know, now this is one place where I can actually say all of my co-workers are saved and you better hope they are. (laughs) Hallelujah. So, (laughs) Brother Rick, today I just want to (laughs) ask, have you had the opportunity to know Jesus? Not not Betty's Jesus, but your Jesus. You're good. You know my Jesus. Well, what about your Jesus. I'm asking you today, brother. Everybody, bow your heads and. Uh, <laughs> I I work at a great place. I really do. And so all of my coworkers are saved, and that's kind of a job requirement here. But uh, write down your a coworker that needs saved. Now, one of the things that it also says, take a dinner. Everybody on your paper, underline take a dinner right there. Everybody say it out loud. Take a dinner. You know, when you take a dinner, you know, I don't know how many of you have had a Sister Sue meatloaf thing that she makes, but daggone Sue, those were so tasty. And there was a day you were cranking out those meatloafs like there was no tomorrow. Hallelujah. And, uh, and you know what? I, what's that? Well, you take it however you take it, Miss Sue, okay? I'm not saying the ground is coming up Sue. And if I don't get a meatloaf. But take a dinner. You know... Do something to a neighbor that is unusual. Do something for a neighbor, not to a neighbor. Do something for a neighbor that is unusual. Like, have a conversation. You know, just have a conversation with a neighbor. You know, yesterday we... Uh, We're out at our new house, and we had a giant flatbed Semites block the whole road. And Tammy's like, oh, great. This is our first introduction to all of our new neighbors that we've came to block their street. Hey, I said, that's okay. Well, soon enough, we'll get the opportunity to meet them. Do something unusual for a neighbor. Now, how many of you have neighbors that are unsaved? Write down one of them. right right now. Write down one of the neighbors who are saved unsaved okay now we're on page 4 right now yeah what do what do I do and so i'm going to not talk a whole lot about 4 and 5 but uh, these are things that you, you need to be aware of, okay? Then this, this is a tutorial for all of us to, to have with us to take home and, and to use, okay? So now, when you talk about, go to page six, when, when, you, when you share the gospel in the first paragraph, be ready to also share true stories of God's power in your own life. What do I say to people? Tell them about how you used to be. But don't glorify the enemy in the process. You can tell them stuff like, you know what, I used to be a partier. You don't have to go into every individual party you ever went into. Okay? A lot of people think that everybody who sits in these seats don't have a past. And so when you come to talk to them, they think you're so holy, justified, sanctified, righteous and all those Christianese words that we always use that they feel uncomfortable around you. But when you break the ice and just say, hey, look, man, you know, I haven't always been like this, but I am like this because one day I met Jesus. Okay. And so that's, you know, how you can open up your story. No matter how ordinary your life may seem, you have a story to tell. And you, uh, you never know what it can mean to someone until you share it. And see, the Holy Spirit's good about bringing people across your path that need to hear what you have been a part of because they think that they're so messed up that they could never be right in the sight of God again. But you can reassure them that messed up lives can be transformed and we're always working towards a place of perfection, which we will never have until we go to heaven to be with Jesus. Then we get our resurrected bodies. We be, no more tears, no more pain, no more heartache. We get to go to be with Jesus. In the meantime, we are working towards the things uh, that life has to bring. One of the things that uh, I want you to understand in 2 Peter 3, 9, we have to understand something. When the Bible says it's God's heart that none should perish, see, we have to understand that we are on God's team. And in order to be on God's team, listen, whatever team you're on, in order to be on that team, you're representing something, aren't you? Every time I put on my helmet with the the R on it, I was representing the Raiders, baby. And there was a day, Nick, that we actually beat Pickerington all the time. Not this day, <laughs> oh no, not this day, but sometime long ago, in the recesses of the 60s, and 70, anyway, I'm not going to go into that, because if Coach would have put me in, we'd have went to state, so I mean, I know, so um, just a little side note there, so where was I at before I chased a rabbit there, babe? So, don't, don't, you have no idea, I love you, you are so good. Anybody want to help me? 2 Peter 3 9. Thank you so much. (laughs) The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. We are on God's team. And the neat thing about God is, is when we're on his team, we need to share about the captain of the team. Now, I, I I want you guys to think for a minute. Over the last six months, how many of you have, have had a good meal somewhere? Amen. You've you've went out somewhere and you've had a good meal. A- anybody? Come on now. Nobody? Dang! I'm gonna take y'all to restaurants with me because I get good meals. Now, how many times have you taken what you have that experience and you've shared that experience with somebody else? How many? Dude, you got to go, they got this new dish at, and man, you got to go get it. They have no trouble sharing about Cheesecake Factory, right? Or we, you know, we get a good deal on something. We call people and we tell them all about this. You know, we're sharing stuff about our life all the time. But the best deal you've ever had is Jesus Christ and him crucified, Amen? amen? The best meal that you ever get is the first of the month when you get communion, his body and His blood. And so, shouldn't it be as natural as sharing where you had your last good meal with a bunch of friends or the last place that you vacation that you think they should go to, Isn't shouldn't it be natural that you take Jesus and you share Jesus with other people? Can I have the worship team come back today? And uh, if you look at page 7, when you get into the place to where you're going to be sharing Jesus with people. This is a, just a simple little graph here that shows, you know, in the first one is God's plan for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Didn't ask for anything in return, did he? But he gave a son. The second thing is our problem is our separation from God. And when you look at, and I'm not going to read these because I want you to do some work. But these scriptures are what people refer to as the Romans road. Okay, where we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. The wages of sin is death. And so we talk to people about the reason you feel so discombobulated is because you're not connected to the one who loves you more than life itself. And once you become connected to Jesus, things begin to change. So if we're separated, what's the remedy? The remedy is the cross. And Jesus died for us. That's the beautiful thing. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. So, you know, we were separated from God and and it were separated by sin and then The simplest way to explain it to people is is that we were separated from God, and you just hold your hand out, and you say, we're separated because of sin, and you hold your other hand out, and then you say, but Jesus died on a cross and gave his life for you. Just a simple visual like that, where people can begin to grasp that. And our response then is to say yes to Jesus. And so the Bible says in John 1, 12, the Bible says, but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave them the right to become children of God. How many of you here today would say, pastor, I'm a child of God. Amen. Amen. Well, then go tell people about your father. Go tell people about his son. Go tell people about the spirit of God that wants to work within you. Today, I've tried to give you a target to shoot for. I've told you about your family and your friends and your coworkers and your neighbor. That's your natural place to share the gospel. And so I want you to turn as we end this service today to Romans chapter 10. And as, you, as soon as you find it, just go ahead and stand. Romans chapter 10. And I just love scriptures like Romans chapter 10, okay? Romans chapter 10. Y'all got it? Page 9? No, yeah. Is that right, Aaron? Thank you. Romans chapter 10. Okay, page 9. Uh, Romans chapter 10. Verse 13, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Verse 14 says, how then shall they call on him in whom they've not believed? And how shall they believe in him whom they have not heard? You get where this is headed? Okay. And how shall they hear without a preacher? Well, look, half of Columbus is not a Redeemer's church today, but half of Columbus needs to hear about Jesus. Amen? Amen. And so who's going to tell the other half? How shall they and, and how shall they preach unless they are sent as it is written? How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of, of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. The Lord uh, for Isaiah says the Lord who has believed who has believed our report. And listen to verse 17. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Listen, today I anoint you all preachers of the gospel. You are all ordained and licensed and sent out and whatever you, need to, you think you need to be to share your faith. So we consecrate this as a, an assembly of preachers today, and I just want to encourage you, don't let 2020 go by without sharing your faith with somebody in your target audience because you are the only voice that they're going to know of. That's why they're in your audience. And so you need to share your faith. And so as we leave today, we just want to leave with these words resonating in our hearts. And so let's just worship the Lord together. Keep your.